0: Hello everyone and welcome to and still we rise everyday stories of black excellence during the COVID-19 era. Today, I'm talking to someone I've been eagerly, eagerly anticipating to get <laughs> on this podcast because um, we discussed some things before the podcast and I'm like, yeah, I we gotta talk. So, Without further ado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it is Mr. Ced- Cedric Perry, a.k.a. Mr. sedie P in the building. What's going on, Cedric? Hello, hello.
1: <laughs> I am good. I cannot complain. I'm, I'm here. Okay. Uh, COVID free to my okay, knowledge. Okay, knock
0: on wood. <laughs> knock on wood.
1: Right. so... Um, all is all as well.
0: That is awesome. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to give a little background on Mr. Seti P. So he is a Trenton, New Jersey native. He is the CEO of Renaissance Music Records. He is a graduate of Cheney University which a lot of people probably don't know, was the oldest historically black university in the country. There we go. And See you. I mean, <laughs> okay. Because all I hear is H-U, but okay. You got to stung on these people sometimes. And the Indeed. and the proud alpha man. What is up?
1: Hey, I'm good. A-5. Thank you for mentioning <laughs> it. <laughs> gotta put that out there, <laughs> and of course, shout out Cheney University, my beloved alma mater well, That's
0: what's up. I always gotta when if someone's part of a sorority or fraternity, I gotta put it in there. People are like you didn't big us up. I'm like, I don't want any daggers coming this way
1: not not <laughs> at all. You seen how the you know, the a k s went crazy mm-hmm. when Kamala shouted them out. You know, so yes, you gotta give them you gotta give their sororities and fraternities their love. I will
0: say this and then we're gonna get back on you. Pence is not ready for all the ski wins <laughs> that's going uh, to be his
1: way. He ain't ready. What is that noise? <laughs> what <I know>
0: that. <laughs> yeah, honey, you ain't ready. cause hun, nah. you ain't ready. Good hashtag good luck. <laughs> <laughs> And I also wasn't enough about them. Back to Steady P. I did not mention, but you are also one of Trenton's bravest. A shout out to the fire department because y'all the real heroes.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a member of Trenton Fire Department. Uh, a firefighter It's a long story how I got there. But um, yeah, actually, second generation firefighter. My father's a firefighter. Okay. And I have been to uh, my brother also happens to be a firefighter too, so kind of kind of family business
0: saving uh, going lives. on here. Really saving saving lives. Like I said, the bravest. Okay,
1: <laughs> y'all, you're
0: not out there holding people down, but that's the subject for it. No, no, right. You
1: know,
0: we're gonna keep this about steady Pete. So, <laughs> I want to talk about how and why. You decided to create a record label.
1: Hmm. Well, it's a it's kind of a long route, but we've got basically time. what happened. <laughs> she's like, we <We've laughs> got time. we got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so the story starts as kind of always starts with Alpha, but my fraternity brother used to be a poet, performer, rapper the whole nine. And uh, we were actually taking a trip to New York to go see one of our other fraternity brothers. And he's playing the music in the car. And I'm like, man, this is really good. And we've kind of always been of the mindset, like, if we want to do something, let's just figure it out how to do it. And we didn't necessarily have the connections to go say, hey, let's get this to somebody. And get you out there so we like let's find out how to start a record label and it kind of started from there um i was in the midst of doing some other uh entertainment uh venues and junctures so um kind of that was a a pretty seamless transition for the most part but we got we hit the ground running that was probably around like wow time flies around like 2014 and um it's, it's blossomed from there. It's, it's, it's taking off. So I'm, I'm proud that that we even got started in that direction.
0: That's awesome because um, prior to uh, the podcast, we had a discussion about the music industry and mm-hmm. I was very um, vocal about the fact like my mm-hmm. aunt had worked in the music industry for years um, and yes. uh, I'm I guess I'm an old soul because I believe in the quality of music. It's just like, you could put on Stevie one, like his music is classic. You will listen to Stevie wonders when the Martians come and get us. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: <laughs> and they'll be, and they'll be grooving. Exactly. They'll be like, what
0: is this? Is he still around? You know, like Boys to Men, exactly. And the Isley brothers, those are like three of my favorite artists of all time. But I was just like, hmm, with the music industry, because the landscape has changed so much. Like, yeah. I joked and said that Steve Jobs literally was the last CEO of any record label. So, I t- <laughs> he literally, like iTunes literally transformed the delivery of music. Right. And that's all technical, but... How do you know when you're doing any type of A&R and you're looking for talent like this person has it? They know the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it because it's not a glamorous industry at all.
1: No, no. I think that is actually learned in your dealings with the artists. So it's a it's a journey. Uh, the first part of that journey is just how they connect to you and how their music makes you feel. So you have that uh, that initial feeling, that warmth. Does it it give you a vibe? Does it make you feel something? And from there, I think it goes to chemistry. After the chemistry, it goes to to work ethic. And it kind of cycles back around to creativity. So... Because you got to be able to navigate and do unique things and stand out in the music industry. So I think it's kind of those pillars that determine whether this person has the gumption to be able to stay around. And there's probably some other factors that I'm missing in terms of uh, the ability to endure, the ability to 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 transform, and and be able to maneuver over different uh, trends but I think it always kind of starts so how does that person make you feel when they when they have a mic in their hand or they or another they're they're playing on the piano or or the, the way they deliver their lyrics those are the those are the keys that's it always starts with the talent mm-hmm. um, but the, I think my sister actually said something interesting I was just talking with her and she was saying that sometimes people's talent becomes their personality. And we, we, we kind of like harp on people's talent more so than the, who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, if you're not able to really deal with that person uh, on a level outside of the music because that's only one part of it, uh, that's when it becomes a problem. So I think the music, the talent and the, the chemistry and the work ethic, those are the, the core pieces of knowing this person really, really is gonna be something.
0: Okay, I think, um, like for me, I told you about the music nowadays. So when I, I don't even listen to the radio because I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to hear some, you know, it's going to be something like a preschool. It's going to be like, oh, I learned
1: my
0: ABC <laughs> And people are like, well, you specifically was like, man, you can't, you said that the artists nowadays taught you in the way how to appreciate previous like quote-unquote older music and the music nowadays like there is talent out there and I guess is how it's all mm-hmm. cultivated because I there I'm trying to think of one person that comes to mind where I'm just like that's a talent and they don't have the the backing because of you know, whether it be the label, to me, a perfect example, like her voice, she sounds like an angel, like you can hear, you're like, oh my God, what does that sound? But she's not naked. You know, she doesn't have Mm -hmm. these songs that are, they're not catchy. And it's like, it's actual music. So it's just like, you get lost in the, the phrase, so to speak. But I just find it so interesting that you can spot the talent is there any particular genre of music where you're like this is this feels like home to me or are you open to all types of genres
1: um, I'm open to most genres I won't say uh, because we all have preferences mm-hmm. so I, I think that yeah I can listen to anything that makes me groove um, but I, I definitely have preferences to 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 hip-hop, that's what the culture I grew up in, R&B, soul, um, and then kind of even going back to funk, uh, disco, because that's what I was, you know, grew up around my parents and my my grandparents, gospel. Um, th- those tell a story to me, but at this kind of juncture in, 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 in the world, a lot of the songs and genres blend. So you can have... Uh, gospel song that sounds like hip hop song. I think Snoop Dogg did <laughs> the uh, gospel song last uh, last year. So it, it doesn't. It, it's no. There's no rain or there's no uh, restrictions like there used to be where everybody was trying to define what this is. You can think outside the box. Um, you did mention a couple of interesting things, and in just in terms of how people are viewed. I think. One thing that is important to remember about music is its full title of music business or the music industry, and a lot of the times the talent ha- the talent can be manipulated, but how it's marketed and how it's promoted kind of dictates how you feel about the person and the music um, i'm I'm sure you probably have already heard about the upcoming uh the versus battle uh, between Brandy yes! and Monica.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: it's, it's been a lot of conversation in my household because we're big we're big fans of that generation and um, we just talk about the even just the differences in how Brandy and Monica were marketed. Not necessarily the talent, but just the how they were marketed dictates how you look at the two right. of them. So um, that that is a huge part of it. Where you might like, how is this person getting such a bump? Um, it, it's a lot of factors beyond the talent. But to say that th- you can't say that both of them are not talented. So that's kind of where that second level uh, comes into play. So um, it's a lot of it's a lot of talent out now. I I, I, I know that's the, the general conversation, but it's a lot of talent out there now. It's just a different. Different sound. Okay.
0: Who you got in the battle? (laughs) That's
1: what I wanted How do you put me on blast like that? So, (laughs) all right. Now, political answer is the way that Versus is shaped, it's really never too, it's never a blowout. It's never going to be a blowout. It's going to be a tribute almost. But if I was being honest, I feel like I would go with Brandy monica got monica has some bops monica does have some jams but brandy's got some real real bops you play that and it's like uh yeah i will say this so, when
0: they both came out i was uh in eighth grade, going into my freshman year high school this mm-hmm. was 1994 and I want to okay. be down. Well, even the football team, I was a football manager. And the football players were like, that song is hot. You'd see these huge offensive linemen. <laughs> I want to be down. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then Monica comes out with, don't take it personal. And the first thing that comes in my head, I was like, that's grammatically incorrect. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, OK. She was, you know, we're born the same year. We're both born in '80. Out, and she had, she was Miss Stang. Like she had that whole persona like attitude right. and southern sass. When Brandy was like the goody two shoe, we had Moesha. So yep. their albums are literally the soundtrack of my high school years. Like, I, you know, Brandy's first album, Best Friend was such a banger, and uh Broken Hearted was Wine Yet. Oh my, I still play right. that. And but Monica had, you I, know, I <sighs> Never say no. Yes. It's tough. It's really Never, tough. Yeah.
1: It really depends on what uh, what you, I can't even say, because I, I like both of them. I really do. I think I, if you, mm. the way I kind of look at it, they went, the Brandy's, I feel like Brandy was really, really prominent in the early part of her career, especially with all of the different, the acting roles you added, so that she was very um we a lot of I've seen a lot of people say that Brandy was their generation's Beyonce like I've seen that several times people say that on the internet um and then there was a little bit of a dip in there and then you kind of just started more in her um in her adult years as far as like she was you know with when she was doing collaborations with Missy was so gone and you know, those are, those are big hits yeah. too, so.
0: yes, yeah, after the storm, because she had a lot of that's yes. I remember the album she was supposed to release was called All Eyes on Me. But they scrapped it mm. because it was just a lot of behind the scenes. Like her first love was murdered. It was just a whole bunch of crap going on. But I, th- mm. it's something about Monica. I will just, I, and now like she's old, like she's just, they're both grown women. I, I'm all about black excellence and they are both black excellence. Mm-hmm. But I have a very, the music I give to Brandy, but the overall everything else, I gotta get. I love me some Monica. Oh, I love me some Monica. Cause she's so, <laughs> cause she don't play like, so, so in love with you like a drug habit. Ah!
1: <laughs> Flashbacks
0: are like, she did her thing. It's
1: yeah, all good, yeah right? but. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that and that's a that's another thing too. It it, it really depends on um <laughs> I saw an interesting meme and I'm not I'm not trying to mess with Monica because I, like I, I really in Monica's face. <laughs> no, no, no. I saw it was a it was a meme that had the US like the US map and it had the whole demographic and <laughs> brandy. And then in Atlanta or in Georgia, it said Monica. I was like, yikes! Like, <laughs> but I think Monica has a much a bigger, a much bigger fan base than that. I, I, you know, it's all jokes on Black Twitter, but <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's it's gonna be good. They're gonna,
0: gonna stop, good. and I mean, Brandy did go with Kobe Bryant to the prom. I mean, I came from front, like,
1: right? It's just it's the marketing. It it really is the marketing. Like, she had kind of Brandy was the. The goody, like you said, the, the goody two shoes, like the that perfect girl. And then you had Monica was the girl next door. So it was like it really just depended on how it was portrayed. But I could see it was marketed very, very well. Like it was talented, absolutely, but just everything they kinda lined it up real good to make sure you knew that Brandy was You know, a powerhouse. I just
0: don't like how they started them out initially, like pitting them two against each other. Because remember, Maya, you had Mm -hmm. Aaliyah. Like those were the dancers. Brandy and Monica were the singers. So it was a very... Oh man, you talk about the good old days, man. I yeah yeah. You're. This is why I was so excited. I'm like, oh my god, this is taking me back. Like those. That it was awesome. That was a great time. But enough. Yes, yeah, but we're gonna get back on you, Mr. Seti P. I wanna talk about <laughs> how Corona has affected your business, so to speak, because you're not going out to see talent face to face. Everyone's wearing a mask. Like, are you doing Zoom calls mm-hmm. to vet, you know, potential artists? How has that affected you in a negative way and also a positive way?
1: So, Corona or COVID has been very interesting—the the quarantine period because we were making a really strong push in our area right before Corona hit. It was so crazy. Like I had, just, I had um, just attended a, a conference here in the city in Trenton, and we had set up. We had three different events set up. We had a kind of like a, a music... A showcase? Uh, yeah, we had like a music showcase set up. We had a conference kind of like teaching artists, like a discussion, a discussion panel. And then we had a, our party um, where we kind of basically, we bring people out in the city. We have our DJ going, they play in our music. Kind of like a, it's a relaxed setting. It's almost like a happy hour, but, you know, uh, so we were really excited and it it, it kind of broke right right then it's, it's crazy because the party was set up on the weekend of my birthday which is um my, my birthday is march 24th so like we were tooth and nail like are we going to be able to get this done and they were like uh. no nah, i did
0: that, <laughs> march, <laughs> 13, let me that. march 13th shut it down that was friday the 13th it was a yeah. pool pool. And if it could go wrong it did Damn!
1: I'm sorry. It was was horrible. But it's all good because that was the negative portion of it because it did slow down. I guess people just kind of getting to see us and uh, be out and about. But it allowed us to shift and adjust to what was going on and start taking place with a lot of the Zoom calls and the the different online chats and just getting uh, really investing into an online presence and as a result of that, I've been able to meet a lot of artists and network with a lot of different ARs and executives, which have kind of improved my the label standing, not just my standing, but the label standing um, with people knowing who we are. And that I don't think that that would have necessarily happened um, if not for this circumstance. So it was it was huge. Um, it was sad, but. You kind of you have to learn how to adjust in the different times because that's what the music industry really is all about. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I was watching the the finale to the Rough Riders Chronicles on BT last night, and they were huge. And then all of a sudden, the digital, you know, the streaming, uh, not not just the streaming era, the the pirating era started taking place with the downloading, mm-hmm. which basically. The music industry, it required them to have to re, you know, redistribute, and we ended up being in the digital streaming world that we're in now. But you know, for somebody that's make selling tons of records all the time, and I think they said that it was something like there was over seventy million albums that, uh, or uh, seventy million dollars that was unaccounted for because of the the download and because of the pirating. That's how much money was lost, like. That's ridiculous. So you and I might be wrong. I'm thinking seventy hours. So like that's even more. Yeah, real. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just see seventy is a high number, except when you're talking about test scores. So I I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny because um I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh Fonte Coleman. He's part of the foreign exchange. Okay, mm-hmm. and. I love him. He's still so smart. He's from North Carolina. And he was talking about how, you know, him and Nikolai, the producer, how they started online. Like with oh, what was it? Okay, Connect or something like was like this. So the deaths where the yes. beats were. He would put his music, they would just combine it, and that's how it streamed. And what he said was very prophetic in regards to or like uh, the people at the helm of these record labels like first they had the, the sound and they were like no no one's going to buy the, you know the uh, not, not phonogram what is that damn machine but whatever so no one's going to buy music that way and people started buying it that way then they went to the album no one's going to buy anything else. oh my god we're going to lose so much money people started buying vinyl then you have 8 tracks and cassettes no one's going to buy their, the music that way oh my god absolutely not People started to buy cassettes, a tracks People were driving more. Then you got big, and when you went to the CD, oh, my God, no one's going to buy a CD. They're too expensive. This is not the way, blah, blah, blah. CDs cleaned up. Now you have right. online. No one's going to buy anything online. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. No matter how... Always. It's more, no matter what channel it is distributed, people will consume music is one of those mm. things i have an apple membership it's just like ten dollars a month i'm downloading everything i can i would rather do that as opposed to spending 12 well now it probably be like 17 bucks on the album with three good songs because that was my biggest right. thing i'm like i'm buying these albums and they're trash what the fuck is this I'm like, it's two (laughs) hot songs. So you mean to tell me? Let's do an even number because I don't count very well. So fourteen dollars, okay, for an album. It's fourteen songs and only two are bops. So I spent seven dollars for two songs for each for two songs.
1: And and not to mention the two that are on there. You already know one of them because one of them is a single. So you basically. So yeah. it's, it's it was a huge undertaking, I, but that's people started getting hip to that, and not only that, with the streaming, streaming has changed things dramatically. But it's like now people are not even really doing albums to that manner. Every this is a single dominated in a generation, so it's like, hey, I'm I'm not trusting you until I have a full catalog from you to to put out a project. So. As a result, people are required to put out better songs. That's not- Yes, a better no.
0: product. I'm the type of person, I, if it's good, I'll consume. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. So I think the last whole album I downloaded was actually um, Marsha Ambrosia's first solo album, uh, Late Nights and Early Morning. From start to finish, mm-hmm. I listened to that entire damn album. With the exception of when she got this one song. I'm like, at, skip. But out of like 13 songs, I'll take 12 bangers over one. I at that, you yeah. know, it, the odds are still in your favor. I will not. I, I would rather pay before because it was remember 99 cents, and then they raised the price to dollar 29. I would still rather right. pay that as opposed to spending money for ch- crap songs like. If you put out a great product, I'm buying it. Like, no hesitation. From start to finish, I'm playing it. Like, even Atlantis said, this is way before your time, she came out my (laughs) freshman year high school, Jagged Little Pill. That album, start to finish, download, because it's a work of art. It's 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 an amazing album. I love it. That was all about my teenage angst and everything. So I will pay money for a great product. I absolutely refuse right. to pay what fifteen dollars for uh, a the baby. Who first of all, I don't even know who the baby is or that baby. I don't know these people, and I'm just like.
1: You got look. We gotta get. You, we gotta get you in, <laughs> so you are hitting on all these people. First of all, because it's a lot. It's a lot of babies. It's already so. That's the first thing you gotta that's, separate which baby. That's the
0: first you got, problem. You got the
1: baby. You got the baby. You got a little baby. Um, it's probably more than I'm missing. Those are the two primary babies. But oh my god, um, they're very they're distinctively different. And again, so okay, since we're just talking about them. <laughs> I think the biggest the biggest issue with I guess um, the previous generation of hip hop R and B fans and this current generation is just the the transition to what what people most people call mumble rap or the different you know just a faster speed less focus on the Wallet pronunciation the and syllables but <laughs> but now look that's that's debatable so here's the thing so like little baby. Little baby is really is really really um, starting to transition or make his name as one of the more popular artists right now. And at first sight or first listening, you would think, "Hey, this is just mumble rap." But he's actually very, in my opinion, he's he's very talented. But that's 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 one that southern influence that goes all the way back to Outkast. And you got to think. The way that we look at some of these artists now, the same way that people looked at rap from the south. Now, it wasn't always like, "Oh, Outkast is this tra- uh, transcending group." That wasn't the That wasn't the way they were seen initially. So, kind of, you know, it's just it's just like all generations. Like when we first get there, it's like, "What is this? This is different." People looked at hip hop that way. People looked at uh, R and B that way. Secular music it, it's we all do that we we love the generations that we grew up in and it's tough nobody likes change i will <laughs> say this
0: and it's so funny you mentioned Outcast because my aunt uh devette singletary worked for the face record so we knew when they were about to be released mm. Hollow point mobsters oh my god the story she would tell us and god rest her soul but honey she she was like honey Yeah, and then when they came, Outkast came out, because remember, Andre 3000, he used to wear the jerseys. Like, he wasn't all Dapper Don. And they were like, that's really not them. So they evolved. But I was, I I think I had a leg up just because I was around someone in the industry. So I knew what was coming. I knew when Pink was going to be released and TLC. Like, so it was very different. And plus, we grew up to... The first 45, you probably don't even know what 45s are. The first 45. 45- uh,
1: yeah, I do. <laughs> I should
0: hear everybody. Else. I'm
1: not that much younger than you. Like you said, you said Alanis said. I'm like, I know who Alanis Morissette is. <laughs> I
0: turned 40, you can't tell me that. I'm like, You young ones. But. Right. Twisted Sister, We're Not Gonna Take It, which is a rock song. You know, with D. Snyder. Mm. And we had Death, you know, yeah. Death and albums and Wham! Let me tell you something. If you did not know Wham and and George Michael and Culture Club, what is wrong with you? Do you live under a rock? So that's (laughs) why I'm just so, when it comes to music, I'm so particular. And I'm not knocking people. I mean, people can't help when they're born. But if people demand better, they will get better. Like, I am not going Mm -hmm. to allow, you know... (sighs) Like the, I can't even. Because uh,
1: the thing is, like you, it's all generations, and then I guess that's the thing. It's hard to envision that when um, outside of the culture that you know. Because like for for all of those for those cl- cl- um groups and artists that you name, you got. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you so it's like it's not like we didn't have trash back then either. So it's just but like and then for every you know artist that we look at now that's kind of like uh we have we got Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and 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 Rhapsody if, just on the hip hop era and then on RB singers you got like her and you got LMA and Daniel C like you have there's a lot of tons of talented so it's just all about what you gravitate towards. Um, but yes, I totally understand where you're coming from because it's hard. Um, I think my artists, um, uh, you know, Johnny Quest the Rebel and, and and Cheek the Prophet were huge and me listening to different artists outside of my wheelhouse because um I'm not that far behind you, but I'm I'm tribe, I'm common, far side. <sighs> Uh, then you kind of move into the early, like early nineties. I'm nice biggie. Like that's my old, my generation. when I grew up, when I was in middle and high school, um, uh, we always joke. Cause I'm like, um, uh, I have a, I have a, uh, a, son, he's, he's 14. And I'm thinking to myself, like when I was 12, I was listening to DMX. And now when I look <laughs> back at what I'm like, what was my, what were my mom thinking? Like, she, but she didn't know. You know what I mean? Like that was just the generation. That was the music of our generation. That's what we grew up on. But it's like, if I, if I would I would be ridiculous to give my son a DMX album at that age, but that's just what we grew up on. Like, we were, my friend, he had the little poster in it, you know, so we were, like, much more we much were sure. 11 and we were 12. Much
0: more, I think they're tech, like the kids nowadays got tech online. Like, yeah, they're very tech yes, for,
1: but not necessarily as Yes, they have no
0: yes. common sense, like it is just, it's just different. <laughs> like, and Lil' Kim, like, right. that, what? They over there talking about Nikki B. I'm like, and WAP, what, what? have Did you ever listen to Hardcore? Cool. She used to be scared of the dick. <laughs> now she throw lips to this shit, handle it like a real bitch. See, I'm going back to high school. Now, look, <laughs> I'm
1: this, but that's what it's it, But it's crazy because now that's one of them things that, um and now, <laughs> I can honestly say that Cardi and Megan are still in the well Cardi, more so Cardi. They're still in the same vein. Like when I heard WAP, well, I was like, Cardi, I love Cardi. Cardi's the first person that made Megan seem tame. Like, cause she her verse, Megan the Stallion's verse, doesn't really sound as graphic as Cardi's does. And that's I was like. So when you bring like Lil Kim was definitely she was the one of the pioneers of that sound. Um but Cardi's like, look, I got it. I got you. I'm still gonna <laughs> keep that torch but going. It's so <laughs> funny you say
0: that because I when it came to Megan the Stallion, I was like, ah, oh, she can't rap. And shout out to Diamond, who's our mutual friend. He was like, yo, Megan could spit balls. Mm. I'm like, man, get your little young stuff out of here. Yeah. And on uh, <laughs> I was just like, she's now. Cardi's lyrics just destroy hers but I had a newfound appreciation and respect for Megan Thee Stallion and that second verse, well her second verse when she was just like, if you eat my ass you'll bottom feeder." I'm like oh damn.
1: <laughs> oh no, she, she, she's got bars, like she's definitely got bars. I think it, first of all female, female artists, they have it hard anyway because they're unfortunately do not get the same just like just like across the board with you know black women like it's it's always we always are so extra hard on them about the same things that people do all the time like male just even that song by itself like men are misogynistic all the time and but let a woman you know say wop it's like oh my clutch my pearls, like i can't (laughs) believe it you know so it's like but um no, Megan can rap if you, if people will take the time and it's like yeah you no know, she, she can really rap. Okay, because I was just like oh my god,
0: like this is annoying. But when I heard that song, I maybe it's me. I'm I'm Man. I'm just a a maverick. Like that's that's what people call me. They're like maverick because I just don't give a shit. But. I can, (laughs) even if I don't like something, I can respect it. Like, I'm not a fan. Like, J. Cole, I think he has the world's worst beats. Like, his producers are trash. Because his, I'm like, his songs aren't, I'm like, they're like, no, listen to the words. I'm like, look, I want to listen to the words. And, like, it's got to be something. Even if it's, like, Tupac, even Tupac's, like, deep stuff, you still will be like, eh. But but I'm just like, eh. But, look.
1: But that goes, that yeah, it's, and that goes, again, like, the, the the theme of the conversation we have is, like, it's a lot more money involved in the music nowadays. So it's all this marketing and this different stuff involved in it. J. Cole's fan base, I do feel J. Cole is one of the best rappers in the game, but his fan base is so loyal. So it's like, you're not going to... They're almost like the male version of the beehive. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're not going to get that argument. People are gonna, they're going to defend him tooth and nail. I do think that he's grown on me over time as he's opened up and worked with different producers. Because he he did a lot of his own production in the Ooh, beginning. that
0: says a lot. Um,
1: but, <laughs> oh, man. I'm letting you have that I, one. <laughs> look,
0: okay. I got this little podcast that could and can. I get it. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, you down with... J- Look, I'm going to utilize everything around me. Now, if I'm... You know, mm-hmm. if I live across the street from NBC and I know the president, he's like, hey, if you ever want to record... What? You got soundproof? To- <laughs> what? <laughs> I, hold on. Right. What is it free? Oh, you can only have it from 1 to 2 a.m. 1 to 2 a.m.? Shit. I Well, this is when we report this... This is our recording time. I don't care if you just went to bed. Get up. This is what we are going to do because I'm able to have a crystal, like the production, literally everything that goes into right. it is going to be bar none. But that's just me. You're right. I want to talk about Johnny Quest because that's actually one of my favorite cartoons. And so okay. Mr. Johnny Quest, where did he get this name and what does he do? Cause I want to listen.
1: Okay, so well, Johnny Quest uh, clearly inspired by the cartoon oh. that was um, and just a just a short so a short note, Johnny Johnny Quest the Rebel was one he that's my actual real life brother, um, and then two that's actually my second artist that was not my first artist that discovered this, this as the story goes, um, he was kind of taking his travel and through the music business on his own. Uh, while I was away at cheney um so that was a lot of that was kind of unbeknownst to me and um I was starting our music uh journey with my fraternity brother um separate to that when I did come back home, you know, I started hearing this. we still didn't mesh right away, but um I was able to see that he was really talented mm-hmm. and um he kind of it kind of stood out. Um, so I was like, well, listen, I think that you should really take this serious more as a an solo artist because um, he was in a group at a time um, and they were kind of like in a transition period. Um, so over that time, like he's just grown tremendously. And I think the Johnny quest, the actual the concept of it is just because one is the quest part of it, which is the, you know, him being a on a journey and traveling and trying to find himself which is what we are all on in some form or capacity uh and then the the rebel part so is Johnny Quest a rebel and he's just he's rebellious <laughs> by nature um, it's just like he doesn't he's, he doesn't really conform so it's like just trying to find the find the journey as a person who doesn't see the world as everybody else does um and that reflects in his music I think that he does one of the thing about Renaissance. So, like, just kind of, I'll just give the overview. Like, Renaissance music is really supposed to speak to one those people who remember how music made them feel, um, and so like we 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 can speak to multiple generations because of we have that commonality where it's like. When you hear our music, it's like it makes you feel something. And you know, uh it makes you feel you you aspire, you know what I mean? You 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 get confidence, you know, you you're in though for it's music for those who are in a transformation um, you know, period in their lives. Um that's the kind of music we make. It it means it's meaningful. Um and, and he's at the forefront of that. Uh Johnny is as far as just having a, a very unique sound, very uh spacey and solar with the hip hop, but still with lyric, uh lyrical depth and just a call to action. I think that's kind of what his music is. It's like, I, I want to do something. I want to be great. Um, And I think that's why he's been so successful because he takes that method of, I'm here to be great and, he puts that into his music. And I think people really, really like that and enjoying that. <laughs> so um, he's um, had some success. Um, he, uh, you know, we're all, that's the other thing about Renaissance. We're all, you know, originally from Jersey, um, with the exception of the, the original member, um, my fraternity brother, but we're all from Jersey um, and from Trenton. And Trenton is a place, you and I were having this conversation earlier, it's like we don't really have those um, those pillars, those those role models. Of like, oh wow, this is I can be this. This is somebody that came from my neighborhood, and like they're they're great. Like, it's not like New York. It's not like L.A. or or you know Compton or Chicago, where it's like you have all of these examples of people who have been great. Mm-hmm. And especially in the entertainment industry. So we're, we're being those people. It's like, we're taking it by the reins. And like, we're going to be those people now. We, you know, so that's kind of what our music represents. It's like, well, we don't, let's, let's just go do this. Let's just make it happen.
0: I, I love a trailblazer. That's what's up.
1: That's, that's a great term.
0: That, that, I, I love a trailblazer. That's what's up. So what does Black excellence mean to you?
1: Black excellence means a lot to me. What it means when I first hear that term is just appreciating the the ingrained uh, elements that we already have: the soul, the um, the survival instinct, um, the confidence, the you know, the swag is what everybody would call it, but the juice, <laughs> but. Um, and just and just being able to put that and broadcast that on a wide scale or on a large scale platform for everybody to see—that's kind of how I view black excellence is like. And it doesn't have to necessarily be an entertainment or a sports thing. It's it's you know it's the the the, the doctor who was you know who came from the single family or who or or whose parents you know just ingrained in him how important it was to be at your best. Um and those who took surviving and transformed into striving. That's that's kind of what I see black acts. You said
0: surviving and
1: thriving? Okay. Yeah, they took they went from surviving to thriving. Um in a, in a country that doesn't I really try to allow you to do that
0: and that's what this entire podcast is all about not only do we yeah. you know we're all locked down and people are still making moves. we make moves like uh we yeah. this disease what we survived lynchings tuskegee experiments Everything you're throwing at us, you think we're going to let? Right. Oh, I ain't messing around with this, but come on now. We could find out ways to, to make it happen. And that's the beauty of Black people. We're,
1: that's what we do. We take a situation and we make it work for us. You know, like in whatever capacity you want to look at that as. We're going to take a situation and make it work for us. We're going to find a way to make it happen. And that's That's what we do. That's black excellence in a nutshell.
0: I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now we're going to get on some fun stuff because we hit on the stuff that I wanted to talk about the nerve of me. Right. I'm like, I'm going to talk to steady P about easy, but now I know that the listeners are probably like, okay, ask your regular questions. Tell the people a random fact about yourself.
1: Ooh, a random fact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love to sing, but I can't. <laughs> um, that's especially especially if you ask my my fiance. Like she she's like, you you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, but um, yeah, I love it. I don't know what it is. I just you know put on some '90s R and B uh, even, not even 90s, like, if, cause like I grew up, my, my parents, my parents, uh, we we grew up on the vinyls, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you play some Teddy, some Teddy Pendergrass or something. I I might sing some, uh, you know, you might hear a note that you probably never heard oh, before. So, <laughs> so
0: love TKO, you gonna be? It's gonna be a TKO because someone's gonna try to knock you out from singing.
1: <laughs> somebody's gonna be, somebody's gonna be down. Somebody's gonna be down. But I'm gonna give you my best, you know. I like, um, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's me. I love it. I
0: love that. So what is your favorite quote?
1: Oh, okay. So my favorite quote is from (laughs) my grandfather who used to say, whatever you're going to be, be great at it. If you're going to be a bum, be the best (laughs) bum in the world. That's one of my favorite books. I love
0: it. Now, this portion is called Rapid Fire. So when I say it, you okay. got to say the first thing that pops in your head. Re- All right.
1: Re- All right. You
0: ready? <laughs> you good? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. If you could spend five minutes with any person, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: <laughs> I'm going to say Malcolm X. Okay. Cause I just he he was just <laughs> um I I want to kind of know what he was like when the mic wasn't going like I want to know if if Detroit Red was still in there <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna say him. I'm gonna say Malcolm okay Beck.
0: favorite movie
1: favorite movie is Money Talks well Chris Tucker okay yes. This movie is hilarious. I, all right, look, you about to get me started. You know?
0: Okay, so cats or dogs?
1: Dogs. Favorite? <laughs> Why'd you sigh? Why'd you because sigh? Because
0: everyone is like, dogs. So I'm like, my cats are amazing, too. They may kill you, but so what? You gotta die,
1: Let's start with that. That's one reason. <laughs> That's what I, like, I like dogs.
0: They, they require too much work. They're beautiful, but they too much work. I'm not picking up anyone's shit but my own. I don't even want to do that.
1: Oh
0: <laughs> your favorite rapper.
1: Oh man. Is this current or your is this? Favorite rapper time?
0: of all time. Favorite rapper.
1: Favorite rapper of all time is I'm going to say Q tip is our favorite rapper of all time.
0: Favorite That's tough. Uh-huh. man. Favorite vacation spot.
1: <laughs> the Bahamas.
0: Okay. And favorite yeah. ice cream.
1: Vanilla Soft serve Ice Cream. Real plain Jane with that, but I love me some vanilla ice cream. I know that was like why wow, that was plain, but yeah no, <laughs> I, I love,
0: love that. it. I, I love, love it because <laughs> you are an Aries king. Shout out to the Aries. I love Aries. Aries, yes. let me tell you something. Most of the people I know, Aries. My little brother Chris is an Aries. I love them to pieces, and they're good people. I know a couple of bums, but like they don't count. Like we don't even. <laughs> right, let's. acknowledge like, that, like, I I'm that like, right? You want that newly discovered <laughs> zodiac sign nobody talks about. We put you in that group. <laughs> Teddy P, I want you to tell the listeners how they can reach you. Johnny quest, the rebel Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, all the good stuff. Tell the listeners.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So you can reach us starting first at our website, which is it's the renaissance.com. So you can find everything you need to know about us there, but we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube, and all that stuff, the the handle for the label is at It's the Renaissance. Everything the same thing, just It's the Renaissance. Now, if you want to find me specifically and talk to me, have a conversation, you can find me on all the handles at It's Seti P. I T S C E D D Y P. It's P. Man, you over
0: there. You giving me jealousy vibes. Come and talk to me. That's how you reset these <laughs> things. That, that's how you gonna find me.
1: That's how you are gonna find
0: me. Said, thank you so very much. Like I, I love to hear stories of just beautiful black people doing it. Like you're got a job, another job. Dad, fiancé. <laughs> I, I should, I'd be like, oh, th- this is a Jamaican podcast. Everybody be working, you know? Right. <laughs> right. My Jamaicans. I love my Jamaicans. They, they're my peoples. It's just beautiful to see. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. I want to hear all that rap that you took, that good rap that you're telling me about. I, my ears need it.
1: I'm I'm going to send you some. Please oh, I got do. you.
0: I need it. My soul needs it. My inner 40-year-old needs it. I, I need my I need it. Thank you for all you do. Shout out to Trenton, New Jersey. You're my second guest from Trenton. Young black man, keep doing what you're doing. And
1: thank you. And likewise, like really appreciate you for bringing me on and UJ. Let's Just keep going. You are
0: officially Black Excellence. (laughs) Be well, Black Man. Take care. Thanks, listeners. Y'all have a good night. I'll holler at y'all whenever I interview somebody else. (laughs)